0: Don't live a Christian life living in sin. Just a friendly reminder, all scriptures in this talk today are used from the New King James Version of the Bible. I want you to be totally blessed today and I want you to experience an act of love that will grow with you as this knowledge becomes opened for you. Did you know there is an an accountability for the way we conduct ourselves and towards each other? Just like the title suggests, it has a cost. I wonder how many are prepared to pay for that cost with eternity in mind. Are you one of those people who are making a wage with sin? I'm so glad you said yes, and I'm excited for those who boldly said no because you are standing right in the middle of mud. In the Bible, it is described as thick and heavy and it actually weighs you down in spirit. Psalm 40 verses 2 to 4 reads like this. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside the lies. There is a reason for this and it is where religion ends and Christianity tries to take over in your life. Christianity needs a good clean out in all its industries till clear running water flows through its trading power for everyone to drink from its source again. What we are all like in honesty is a three ring circus act revolving around God in the ancient days, Christ in the past history and the Holy Spirit for us in the present day helping everyone to prepare for the glory of God with Christ's return. The church is divided and is falling apart at the scene because the system has become blocked with distracting merchandise. Many try to make the church movement grow out of the book of Acts with the power of the Holy Spirit using lawlessness. 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 sin and the child of god whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness lawlessness means according to wikipedia and might and i might add puts it brilliantly this way lawlessness is a lack of law in any of the various senses of that word lawlessness may be described various conditions. Anarchy meaning without leadership is a condition in which a person or group of people reject society hierarchy, laws and other institutions. It often entails the dissolution of government. It is not simonious with lawlessness. They have used their own ideas which is good but added their deceitful ways along with their own strengths and tactics making it confusing to everyone to be involved with church or to pursue their faith not forgetting the misguided standards and information making it too hard to follow mud became so great it hardened over the ten commandments created through moses from god making it a non-essential practice for us today. Moses wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets with God for the Pacific operations to become his nation and act as his church. Human interactions showed they had made a mess of it. Let us read together Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children of the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commands. You shall not take the name of the Lord your your God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain remember the Sabbath day keep it holy six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God in it you shall do no work nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in the sixth day, the Lord made the heavens and the earth the seed of all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honour your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant or his female servant nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is in your neighbors. The people afraid of God's presence. Now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sounds of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear. But let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. God in his wisdom New things wouldn't last for very long, and new intervention would be required. So he built the clauses for the contract in Jesus. As it was written, many turned back to their old ways in life. Matthew 5 verse 17 Christ fulfills the law. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Confessing amongst themselves, they shared how harsh it was. God's way was no fun. They liked it their way. Better because it profited them much until something went wrong, of course. Just to speed things up by a few years, we are brought to the fulfillment of those commandments with the crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus thinking with his smarts came up with the idea of adding to the contract of God to be a church for him and to again take back the power and authority belonging to God. Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 to 40 reads like this. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Just remember, what we see in flesh form while reading the Bible is indeed how we all live in spirit, with our lives in one form or another today. The principle laid down and set out in the past was Jesus through mercy showed us it still will affect everyone in their future. Have you ever heard of this statement before? Show me why I need to be saved when I cannot see your God and you live no differently to me maybe you've heard this one I don't sin like your church does just look at your priests and how they behave in all honesty what I hear from everywhere is how badly covered in mud our lives really are with each other what is missing and has everyone asking is no other than the truth of what the anointing of God actually is. I say this because it is the act of the Holy Spirit when truth becomes revealed to us. We become clean by the insight we gain from it. You see, the anointing of the Holy Spirit works in partnership for the breath of God to reveal himself and his movements on earth. Just so we may have hope in this life with his his word, which is a promise he will uphold us and keep us as a part of his integrity and to show his humility with us. In other words, he leads by example so we may know he is good and honourable. Anytime the focus is on ourselves, we miss the opportunity to be a part of the witness he was with us because he has now passed us by. What many failed to see with the 10 Commandments was in fact God revealing for our time in the present day life of the loveless church. And you can read this also in Revelations how it behaves amongst themselves it also serves as a warning to us not to be found doing the same thing separate yourself so you can be different and others can notice the truth we will make mistakes because we are learning to understand from Jesus how we are to be there was a point in my past I would like to share with you That is the ecstasy of the move of the Holy Spirit. Some may have heard this sweeping across the globe years back. You get touched by the Holy Spirit and you become intoxicated by the anointing. At the end, you're supposed to be drunk in the Holy Ghost, but you're still sober as a coot. I had to make a conscious choice with this a long time ago. Do I follow along with everyone and have the greatest night on earth as a party with a king? Or should I go and attend the conference and receive from God through his word for me to know in the present time about himself? The thoughts of drugs, booze, party and who knows, you might meet someone to have a one night stand we inviting. Just because it was a Christian event, doesn't mean these things weren't in operation. After all, letting loose from a long, tiring, hard week, I was due for some relaxation and leisure time, and this looked like the place to be at for a darn good time. The advertisements at the time were making it very inviting and tempting to say the least. I quickly came to my senses though and sobered instantly because when the show was over the downers began to emerge out of people everywhere. That is debt impacted it had on the sorry that the debt impacted it had on people who lost control for a couple of hours. I'm not just talking about the coffee and cake expense you have after a good night. Many people invested their livelihood. With their friends, relationships, retirement plans, savings, business profits and employment wages getting nothing in return. And nowhere to go and nowhere to hide problem now existed. No evidence of God existed physically either because of a lot of mud drowned the truth and your consciousness started revealing your vulnerable state of mind and where it was with you in real life. You became aware of yourself questioning more than ever while searching for the truth. Was it real or not? you getting nowhere with it. When deep down you know you were scammed and too ashamed to admit it. Your interested in Christianity became covered in mud and your lifestyle you now live as nothing has nothing to do with being a Christian at all. In fact for many Christians today live In fact for many Christians today their lives are living and covered in mud because their worship commitments like prayer, studies, gatherings and singing just don't seem to be as interesting anymore. The light and joy of their salvation and interest with salvation has gone out. This was my early introduction to Christianity, not faith. Our faith should be on solid ground with Christ. Faith is the journey of calling back to yourself everything that is life through Christ and living from God that is ours to have for his purpose, not ours. That is to build his church in spirit, and in truth, to house the light of His authority, power, and anointing to say He exists. It is to have the effects of water flowing like a river to quench your thirst. Everything else falls short, and because of our complaining and criticizing due to the lack of what we have, we are... They are miserable. I might also add, nobody could be called to witness to in this moment of the glory of God in a religious life or as a Christian. Let alone describe what it was about. No one could explain the power of the Holy Spirit because they couldn't see what inside they gained. Nor could anyone experience the breath of of God with this movement because they didn't know what they were looking for either. I am so glad to say years later I made a good choice for once and pursued happiness through growing my faith. This means a getting to know you approach and why he is my Lord and Saviour on this earth so I can be ready. I have tripped over my feet many times and have stumbled in the dark wishing I could find where the light source was. I enjoy life not because of the riches I can make but rather the knowing of what it means to be free from sin and And death. When you want to be free from life that is destroying you, it is a clear indication you are ready to live. In finishing, I would like to leave you with this statement out of the mouth of Jesus: "Your faith has made you well." Faith is our key to bringing out the good in us by washing away the mud. If he says we are good, it is up to us to provide that good and to be able to recognize what it is and how it works. Our lives should be demonstrating our commitment we use with Christ to share with one another. Jesus proclaimed that power, anointing and authority comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 verse 17 So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The good news for us is he did it as a rescue mission so we could all be saved from unrighteousness. He did this so we could not be discouraged when building or follow on like the commandments said in history they would. it has to be clean his water as we read his word allows it to transform our lives making us to become clean it's only us who can keep us from being covered over in mud as well if we know what the mud is you will know what to use so it can be cleaned from your life The water, which is scripture, challenges its authority and position with you. Our part is using the right tools so we can stay clean. Here are some some words to think about as mud, besides the ones in the Ten Commandments. You may recognise them as the living, active conditions like addictions, bitterness, anxiety, stubbornness, frustration, poverty, skepticism, sorrowful, regret, lack of trusting, doubtful, wounded. Now that you know what it is and how it looks, you have the authority and power to do something about it. Thank God, thank goodness God is patient to overcome such things because of how long you have been wearing the burden of it. Once you experience the result of being clean from such mud, it becomes easier to deal with each time. There is hope in your life because it's always scary at first, leaving something you have been accustomed to for so long. Each time the mud comes back to you, you notice you are in a stronger position to act for yourself against it. What makes it easier to stay clean is the mindset of deliverance. Rest assured, no matter the mud, there is hope with Jesus. He is your confidence and security to becoming clean on a permanent basis. We have our part to play. John 1, chapter 3, verse 18 tells us with clarity. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Just a note to close, one act of love revealed the worst kind of mud to wear as a sporting fashion. Jesus declined to accept it and cleansed himself from it by confessing the word, believing the truth and acting accordingly before going on to heaven. With the permission from God, he is able to return for you and I for the purpose of eternity and to be with him in paradise. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your life and would like to do so, please contact your local church for assistance.